spiritual slang like God is good all the time, all the time. God is good. Or won't he do it? Because <laughs> you know he really will. Hey. Hello. Welcome to Spiritual Slang. I'm the host Chanel and we're in season two. Oh my goodness, it's been so long. It's been a wild, wild ride time. But as you can see, we're full video now because we're growing, we're evolving, we're doing the dang thing. Um, but the reason I've been on a little bit of a break is one, I needed a break in general. <laughs> Everyone needs break, rest is important. Um, but also I was in a space of like, truly becoming my identity. And I think in season one on another episode, I talked about how this year, the year 2022, was like the year of becoming all that God has called me to be. And that literally has transpired month over month. And so when you're in the process of like becoming something or someone that you're supposed to be, you kind of don't really know who you are for a while because you're like trying to find your grounding. You're trying to figure out who you're not, who you are. And then you're kind of like in this like middle area. And that's how I felt. And so during that time, I was thinking about spiritual slang and thinking about recording it. But I was like, I don't know, because I don't know who I am completely. I don't know who I'm becoming. And I want to make sure that I become before I step into another season of spiritual slang. And so previously to starting this podcast, I didn't think I was really going to do it season based. Like I always was just going to like let the episodes flow and everything like that. But then I realized as people, we go through so many different seasons of our lives because we're constantly growing and evolving. And I want the podcast to be like that. I want the podcast to be an example or a representation of what I'm going through in life season after season. And so that's why we are now going to be doing seasons and we're in season two and I'm Chanel, nice to meet you. <laughs> I'm kidding. But yeah, and I felt like it was only right to make the first episode of season two be about relearning your identity. That's the episode, relearning your identity. And I've talked about identity um, in a couple other episodes before, uh, briefly here and there. And I think I might've even had one dedicated to identity but and so when I got the idea of like doing identity for this episode I was like is it too repetitive is it going to be like the same things I'm going to be am I going to be talking about the same things and then I realized that no because the process of finding out your identity is like a process it's a process in itself so it's something that you're constantly learning and relearning and peeling back layers to kind of reveal your identity, like your true identity, not the identities that we make up in our heads, not the identities that are placed on us by other people or tied to our jobs or relationships or anything like that. It's like your true, most authentic version of yourself. Um, and so that's why I did it, because I feel like even though I've talked about it before, it's something I'm consistently learning um, because it's a it's a uphill battle kind of kind of, sort of. <laughs> and so relearning your identity will be this episode. I want to talk about my history with identity, like my identity specifically. And it has been, I don't know, it's been like, it's been a, pro a process. I'm trying to find another word, but it's, I can't find another word. It's been a process in a battle, really. 
because I feel like I grew up like having this thorn in my side or this battle with insecurity and my own self-image and it's transpired over so many years like it's always looked different but in each season of my life I felt like I've always had to kind of like figure out what my identity is and I never really knew and so I was constantly being like tossed to and fro and just adapting to different environments or trying to be someone that I wasn't um and so to kind of give a little bit of insight I think the like whole self-image like identity thing struggle identity struggle started when I was like even in elementary school and I don't know if I touched on this before but in elementary school I went to a school that was predominantly like white and Hispanic and I'm black and Colombian and so I felt like I didn't look like anyone else there and I don't even remember there being any other black people there other than my sister and then maybe two other people in the school in the entire elementary school so everyone there had straight hair that was easy to manage or they looked a certain way uh, and I had this like really curly hair and it wasn't easy to manage and it didn't look like anyone else's and also like when you're back then like there wasn't as much diversity in like entertainment or in toys and stuff like that and so even like Barbies and toys and things like that all look like the people that were at my school so I remember all the way back to even elementary where I was struggling with accepting who I was or how I, and that was based on a like my own self-image so I was struggling accepting how I looked in comparison to other people that's why we don't need to compare because we'll never live up to other people if we continue to compare like we just have to live up to ourselves but so yeah I remember like always wanting my mom to straighten my hair always and I remember even this is so sad to even say but I feel like I just need to say it but I remember even like denying the fact that I was black to be honest like I I was like I'm not black I'm white and I'm like in like fourth or third grade so it's I didn't really know any better because I was so young um and I can't like blame myself for that but anytime I say that out loud I always feel like I don't know I don't want to say it because I'm so I don't know if I'm like ashamed of it kind of probably because I would never say something like that obviously now black and proud but um <laughs> but yeah so it was I remember even saying that because I was so I was struggling with who I was in my identity and how I looked and everything and as I said I was always wanting my hair to be straight um and so my mom will even tell you I was saying that a lot of times or I would like fight with my sister who was also half black and say like, I'm not black, you're black, but I'm just white. And then I kind of graduated to middle school and in middle school, that's when I saw more people that looked like me and I was like, oh, this is where it's at. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, and so I kind of like embodied like my ethnicities and, and like what I was more, but I do remember like, um, growing up and this I think this is probably and I've had a couple conversations with a couple other people that are also mixed but when I look back I remember growing up and feeling like I never really fit in anywhere because I was half black and half Colombian and so to the white the white side of my friends or like the Colombian side of friends I didn't feel like I was white enough or Colombian enough and then to the black group of friends I always felt like I wasn't black enough and so I had that struggle as I was like in high school I think more so um 
but it wasn't like something that was so obvious that I was like thinking about consistently, but I just know I felt like I never truly fit in anywhere in general. I felt like I was always just coasting along and um, just like trying to find my my grounding. It all had to do with like self-image. And so in high school, I was very like aware of how I looked and wanted to consistently look a certain way. Um, I was like a cheerleader. And so I always wanted to be like super like petite and put together. But then I also remember having like certain friends that looked a certain way and they were getting a lot of attention that I wasn't getting because I didn't look that way in terms of like body type. And so I remember even thinking back then, like one day I'm going to get like plastic surgery or something because I wanted to, I guess, be like more curvy or something to get like the wrong type of attention. And so that happened for like years in high school and then a little bit post high school as well. And so there's that part of my life where I struggled with like who I was and my identity and like being okay with who I am internally, but also externally. Um, but it, I mean, based off of like those things that I'm talking about, I feel like I was just focusing too much on the outer appearance than anything else. And that's not really like where your true identity comes from. Then to kind of wrap up this like whole history of identity <laughs> with I had, I feel like it's so much. Then when I got saved, by God, you get saved and he will uproot everything that you think that you are. <laughs> like he will peel back every ounce of I identity that you thought you created. He'll like peel that back. And so then you really don't know who you are. And so I, when I got saved four years ago, five years ago, like I said, I put too much focus on like my outer appearance, but then also I had these goals in life of like being successful or getting to a certain level of my life or doing this, this and that. And when I got saved by God, like all of that was like, that's not even who you are. And so there have been moments over my life where I've had to lay down who I thought I was. And I talked, I talked about this on another episode, but I remember saying, that when I had to leave my old job, it was so hard because I had identified myself as a marketer. And so I felt like if I was going to leave my job, then who was I going to be? Because that's like everyone knew me as Chanel in marketing or Chanel the, in the beauty world or whatever. And so I was I was like, I don't know who I am. And I remember even like when I actually left my job, like feeling very I remember I was like, crying on the floor, hunched over. And I was just like, I feel like I lost a part of me. And I remember God just being like, it's not you. Like, that's not who you are. Um, it's just like what you do. It's not who you are. It's like what you do. And so when I was thinking about this episode, that's like kind of like the whole history of like identity. And there's like little things that I'll spare you, but, <laughs> um, and I'm still like learning and, and adjusting and like accepting about myself. But when I was thinking about just like the moment where I had to like lay down my job, I think the reason why we struggle so much with identity is because we find it in all the wrong things. And so, and we find it in things that are, that can be taken like this, like they can be taken so quickly or those things could leave us like if we're in relationships or friendships and that friendship or relationship ends, we find ourselves like, who am I then? Like, what am I going to do? Like, I have no life now and like I have no purpose. And it's because we make things that are only supposed to be expressions of ourselves. We make those all that we are. We make those a part of our identity. Like we make that our identity and it's not. 
And so, um, and I've struggled with that. Like I said, with the job and I've had past relationships where identity was like, my identity was in them. I was recently talking to a friend and I was talking about past relationships and how I was in them. And I was saying that like, I would be on my own path with them, like before I met them. And then right when I met them and started dating them, it was like, this is me and this is them. Like I would join their path. And so anytime we would end things, it felt like I didn't even know who I was, what I was going to do, what my purpose was. Like I didn't have any grounding or anything or foundation because my foundation and identity was put into other people. And so that's why it's like so important to like find your identity or like learn and accept your identity more so. Like take the time to really figure out who you are truly so that anything that happens or life throws at you, like you can't be shaken or you won't feel like you don't have purpose or you're not going to make it or whatever because you know that whatever externally that comes and goes, it's not going to take your true self. Um, So that's like my history with it. But I will say some of the things that I did to like relearn my identity. I mean, it's been a whole process. I don't even know where to start, but <laughs> it's been it's been a whole thing. Um, but one thing I will say this year that I'll talk so much more about on this podcast is therapy. Therapy has helped me tremendously, like just really hone in on like my inner inner self, like. Therapy has been my friend. <laughs> the thing about therapy is that, and those who go to therapy know, when you go to therapy, like you cannot not talk. If you're not gonna talk, then it's just gonna be you and the therapist sitting there quietly staring at each other. Like they're just gonna stare at you until you talk. And so one thing I feel like therapy has helped me with is identity, but another thing I'll say is just communication because you have to talk. And then when you start to talk, you realize all these like, layers that you've added to yourself or layers that you've identified with or you've made your whole instead of just being who you are if that makes sense um so therapy is like one thing that's helped me just like come to terms with who I am and like the things I do and the way I am and being okay with that too I think once you like learn yourself sometimes it's hard to like accept yourself and accept that that's who you are or that's how you look or that's what you do but I think that's why therapy is important because like it helps you accept it and realize one, all those thoughts you have about yourself are crazy because once you say them out loud, it's like, you're like, oh, I sound crazy. <laughs> and then, yeah. And another thing um, that's like really helped me relearn my identity is getting around the right type of community. Because identity, like finding out who you are is like such a process, it's so easy to fall short or to fall back to your old ways or your old thought processes. For example, like I was just talking about leaving like my marketing job last year, um, but I'm still in marketing today. I'm just not at the same job, so I'm in a new place. And I remember when it, before I took the job, I was thinking like, oh, I don't want to like go back into the same environment because I'm afraid that I will let it consume me or be or that I'll be like the way I was in the past. And then I realized that one, you could be sent to different places. But now that I have like a different mindset going into it, knowing that like I don't need anything from anyone because I know who I am now. I won't be so afraid to like lose it or I won't be so afraid to lose, leave it if I ever have to leave. And a couple ways that I've done that is like one, realizing 
what life is, like realizing what you're doing. So for example, I still work in marketing and I still work in the beauty business, but I'm in that space as like a different person now because I learned who I was. And so before I even took that job, I was like so nervous about it because I didn't want to go back to letting a job consume me. And I didn't want to go back to finding identity in a job and feeling like if I don't have this, then I have nothing because that's how I felt at my last place. But I realized it was okay to take it because I now know who I am because I've been able to lay a job down that I really found identity in to be able to like find myself in God. Um, And so now when I step into this place and now at my current job, I love it, but I don't feel like I need it. You know, like I don't feel like I'm going to I'm going to lose something if I have to like lay it down one day or if I don't have it one day. Like I don't feel like it's it's all of me. It's just a way that I express myself in the world is through marketing, but it's not who I am. It's just like what I do and one of the things I do. But there's so many things that I do, you know, like I'm a friend and I'm a host of a podcast. Hey, hey. No. (laughs) And um, so, yeah, I that's like one way to like kind of not fall back into like your own mindset. It's just like realizing what is the truth. Um, And then another way is just having good community around you because I was recently in church like four weeks ago or something. That's very specific. I don't even know if it was four weeks ago. I think it might've been like a month or two ago. Um, But I was in church and I was worshiping and I remember God just dropped this revelation on me. And he was like, and it was related to identity, but he didn't say identity specifically, but it was basically that, because I, first let me backtrack. I can sometimes get really hard on myself about who I am and if like I'm a good enough person or if I'm a good enough Christian or if I'm a good enough friend or whatever, um, instead of just sitting in the grace that God gives us to be all that he's called us to be and not like worry about being perfect necessarily, you know, and it's, and it's not that. And so with me having those like thoughts, it's, I'm constantly trying to perform essentially like perform to be like the most perfect person. But God was like, you just need to be, you just need to be, you know, and, and realize that you are good people. Stop letting the enemy tell you that you're not a good person or that you're not a good enough friend. Cause the enemy always has to come at me with the enough stuff. Like he always has to say something about enough. Um, you're not a good enough friend. You're not doing good enough at work. You're not, da, 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 da. you know, do y'all have those thoughts? Cause I do all the time. Anyway. So I was in church and I was worshiping and God was like, you, the reason you have the people in your life is because of who you truly are. It's not because of who you think you are or because of what the enemy says that you are. You have those people because of who you really are. And that just like blessed me because I was like, I have some dope people in my life. So if they're attracted to a version of me that's like truly to the most truest version of me, and I know they have good discernment, I know they wouldn't have just like bad people in their lives that they didn't feel good about, then it's like, obviously I am good people. Like I'm good soil. I'm a like... I'm a child of God. Uh, and that also helped me accept my identity. And that's crazy that that happened in a time frame where I was like knowing I was going to do an identity episode or at least gearing up to like start working on spiritual slang again. So to wrap that whole thought up is like one of the ways to kind of get out of old mindsets is just to surround yourself with good people. One, because you'll know that like if they're around you, then there's something good about you. Um, and they know who you are, but also they also see you when you don't see you, you know? And so they always are speaking to the highest version of yourself instead of speaking to the version that the enemy tries to tell you you are. 
Um, so I just like try to look around at the people that I'm with as like to see a reflection of who I am. Um, so keep good people around you like when you're trying to like, you know, relearn your identity and figure out who you are and and try to combat all the lies from the enemy. Um, you have to unlearn what you're not. And so, like I said, like I like I unlearned that I wasn't just a marketer. I also unlearned the thought process that like my identity was tied to how I looked. Like if I just made myself look a certain way completely, then I'd be this like persona. And so just like unlearning what you built up your entire life to be. Because I feel like we start so young at that age, like thinking what we're going to be when we grow up, when we grow up and then like getting into sports and doing all sorts of things. And then you get into different environments and you let people say things about you or be like, you're this, you're so, even if they're like good things. So I'll say like, I have always been this like, uh, do good girl, not like, like, not like good girl, but like, well, kind of, <laughs> but like the do good person. So like, I was always like doing good in school and I was always prospering in life and all those things. But that like, those were all kind of like labels that were placed on me because people were like, yo, you do so good. And you're like always doing this and da, da, da. And I, I took that and I made that my identity. So then I, it stressed me out because I always felt like I had to live up to that expectation or I was like, okay, what's the next thing I could do? Or what's the next thing? Like, where can I go next? And da, 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 da. Um, and so I had to unlearn all of those things when I was trying to like learn who I truly was. I had to like realize that all of those, even if I didn't go to another level in my career that I was still worthy and I still had an identity and I was like still good in a sense. And that like every, it's not tied to what I do. It's not tied to how far I go in life or what I can do or what I can't do. It's just who I am. So once you unlearn your identity and kind of like try to relearn like little things about you and ex the next step is like accepting it. I feel like you just have to accept who you are. And for me, the biggest thing I had to accept which I kind of hinted to it earlier, was that that I'm a child of God. And that is it. That is like the thing that does not sh get shaken. Like that is the unshakable part of me is that like I'm a child of God at the end of the day. Everything else will come and go. Everything, job, relationships, well, not husband, but um, <laughs> that's for the future. But like friendships could come and go, stuff like that. But like at the end of the day, like I'm just a child of God. And so I just had to accept that position of being a child of God and sit in that position. It doesn't require me to do things perfectly in life. It doesn't require me to be, you know, this idolized person or anything like that. Like it just requires me to sit in that position of being a child of God and have peace there. And so I had to accept that um, when I was like accepting my identity, that that was my identity, you know, nothing else everything else was like a patch on a jacket really but also in accepting my identity I realized that I needed to be able to not shrink in like environments that didn't look like who I was or just like shrink in general so I can be a very like timid shy person sometimes um unless you know me but that's different but um so I could be like a very shy person especially if I'm going into newer environments and especially if they're environments that don't really look like who I am or that I'm familiar, like that I'm used to. And so I had an experience not that long ago in an environment where there were a few people and they didn't, they weren't necessarily Christians the way I was. Um, and by that, I just mean like 
you know, like I've dedicated my life to walking with God. And so I've dedicated my life to like living a certain way and surrounding myself with certain people and being disciplined and um, just seeking alignment and what God wants for my life above all else. Um, whereas these people, I, I think they probably believed in God, but they weren't necessarily living their life that way. And so I was faced with a situation where um, I was kind of talking about like my beliefs and like the things that I do and don't do um, and the way that my friends are as well. And they were kind of just shocked and essentially laughed, but they weren't laughing at me or like my beliefs really. I think they were laughing at not being able to relate to it because of like how they live their lives. So basically I was trying to be a little sly about it, but that's not why I created this podcast. So let's just go there. Basically, I was telling some people that um, my friends who had just gotten married had waited. Well, they had assumed that their first time that they hooked up wouldn't have been like after they got married. And I was in that moment. And I remember thinking literally in my head and being like, God, what do I do now? I was like, I had two options. I either shrink and let them think that and pretend that that's how we get down or I can tell them really what's up. So in that moment, I was like, well, I guess it's my time to shine <laughs> because I think previous to that, I also was like shrinking at work sometimes. I feel like not really shrinking, but not being as um, like if there were certain things being talked about, or whatever, not being as open about like my beliefs or like what I would do because at, because I also understand like some of the things that were talked about because I also used to live a life like that and I would relate in that sense, but I sometimes wouldn't like say, well, but now this is like what it is. Um, and so I felt like in that, and I had kind of feeling been feeling a little bit convicted about that. And so it's funny that this situation came up. Also, it's funny when I realized I was going to do the episode identity and the situation came up because God is just so strategic. So I was like, I have one or two options. I either shrink and pretend like, uh -huh, yeah, that's let them think that. Or I actually tell them like what we're really about over here on the God side. So, um, so I ended up being like, oh, it was their first time. And their faces were just like, but I was like, oh, wow, this is like really uncomfortable because this is the first time that I've ever been in a situation where I had to kind of explain my beliefs and like the life that I live in a space where people didn't really understand it or get it, or it was like too far for them. So there was like little comments being made about them not being able to do it or that they just, there's no way, da, 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 like how could that even be, like how do you not know and stuff like that. And so then they would like laugh about it. And I just remember feeling so like, I was one like not trying to get defensive because I also, now that I said that I'm like this strong into God, I also wanted to be a good representation of the kingdom. And so I kind of just was like sitting there and just figuring out um, or letting them laugh. And then I was like, well, this is what we believe. And even though we used to think like that too, you know, like we used to think that we wouldn't be able to wait or we needed to test drive or whatever the case is. Um, but when you dedicate your life to something that's really important to you and you remain disciplined and you decide to make a decision to be disciplined about something, then you could probably stick to it. Like you never know what you actually are able to do unless you actually do it. Um, or you make a decision to. And so the conversation kind of ended there for more or less. Um, but the point is, is that when you accept your identity, you're going to be placed in situations where you're going to want to shrink. You know, you're going to like want 
the enemy is going to want you to like stay quiet about who you are. Um, and there'll be moments where you're going to have to like feel uncomfortable and like you'll feel like the whole room is against you um, or just like opposite of you. And it's not comfortable to feel like the odd one out. Everyone wants to fit. That's why everyone wants to fit in, because it's not comfortable to feel like you're going against the grain or like you're the odd one out or no one understands you or whatever it is. Um, but when you choose to like accept who you truly are and walk in it, there's so much more that comes with it. Um, and so I think that was like I think it was like a testing moment for me to be like, are you able to really go into different areas and be able to still stand firm on kingdom business, like still stand firm on this is like what you believe. And I felt so proud of myself for that moment because in the past I probably would have shrunk and just like laughed it off. But in that moment and knowing that I was doing dealing with identity and going to do an episode on it um, and all sorts of things, like I was like, no, it's time for me to like really show show up um, as who God has called me to be. And so ever since then though, uh, well, one, I talked to God about it too. And I realized that one, yes, I'll have to go in environments and this won't be the first time that it happens. Like this, there'll be multiple situations that I'm placed in that I feel like the odd one out, or I feel like I'm going to have to explain why I believe something and they still may not get it even after I explain, but that's okay because it's like who I am. Um, and then two also, it was good for me to stand up because now when they see me and like the blessings that come and all that God does, they know who it's from. You know, they know it's not me. They know it's like all God. And that gives God the glory at the end of the day. Like if someone knows that my life is dedicated to God and not just God, I'm talking about Jesus Christ, God. Um, when someone knows that my life is dedicated to that and they see, see things happening, they know who it comes from, you know, and that opens a door for them wanting to know who God is. I kind of wanted to say this in the unlearning section part of this podcast, but I forgot. So now I'm going to say it now because it is on my heart to talk about. When I was talking about like unlearning certain things and like unlearning that that my identity wasn't placed in my self-image, that came from an actual, that moment um, came from therapy, but also came from like an actual experience that I had, which was. In June, I got COVID. Do you guys know what COVID is? <laughs> I'm just kidding, obviously. It's the thing that took over the world. Um, but we're on the other side, look at us. But anyway, so in June, I got COVID uh, and it was fine, whatever, it's COVID. Had to deal with it. And then I was good. A couple months later though, like two to three months later, my hair started falling out. And I was in my shower crying over it. Cause I was like, why is there so much hair coming out? I was like, what the heck is going on? And I did my research and it is like this thing that like when your body goes through like a traumatic event, like that's why like after giving birth, so a lot of times women will lose their hair because your body's like signals it as like a stressful event. Um, and that's why it's happening with people that get COVID sometimes is that their body is like kind of signaling it as a stressful event. And so then you're losing your hair. Um, and your hair like naturally comes out, not me like schooling y'all on like this whole scientific thing that I researched, but your hair naturally comes out. But basically it gives like, gives a signal to your body to like make it go in overdrive. But I was like, why is my hair coming out? Because like I haven't had COVID in like three months or whatever, but the whole, that whole thing, I forgot what it's even called, but that happens three months after the actual stressful event or like two to three months after it doesn't happen right away. I was losing my hair for a legit like a couple of weeks. I was like so upset about it because obviously it's your hair. And when you place so much, so much in your self image and that happens, you're like, 
when is it going to stop? Like, is it going to, am I going to lose all my hair? Like your, your mind starts to go to the worst. And in that moment, in those times for like a, those couple of weeks, by the grace of God, it's not happening anymore, y'all. Amen. And it's all growing back. Amen. But, um, but like you lose a lot of hair. Like it's, it's a lot of hair. And I remember in those moments, God was like putting it on my heart to like really sit with how I was feeling and like the thoughts I was, I was having and to kind of, and he was basically telling me to do that because it was, it was like, I felt like where he was trying to get out was that like, not everything is about your looks. Not everything lies in how you look. Like you're not going to be any less of a person or get any less of a, not attention, but like, you know, like your friends or whatever, like just because of how you look or because your hair is coming out. And so it was kind of one of those things where I had to like let go of something. So the letting go process or the shedding process of my hair. Oh, that's like kind of shedding my identity, my old identity. That kind of like all links. <laughs> we love it. But like, it was like that process of like shedding, like who I wasn't essentially, um, and letting go of something I was holding on so tightly to like my self image and like always having it, having it to be a certain way or look a certain way or whatever to be able to just be free and like who I in who I was, no matter like how I looked on the external, because it's not all about like how you look on the outside, obviously. Um, and that's like obvious, but we like live in a world that cares so much about that. That was like when I really like let go of like the self image part where it was like, okay, I could like lose my hair a little bit. God, I got the lesson. You can make it stop now. I'm just <laughs> but it did stop. But like, yeah. So another reason why I wanted just to say that like accepting your identity is so important is because your once you accept who you are, there are so many things that that come to you, like so many more doors that open, so many, so much more confidence that you'll have in yourself. And I feel like there are with the doors that open, I feel like the doors will always were always there. But until you kind of see who you truly are and are able to walk in that authority, you won't have the confidence to approach that door. And so even though it's there and it's there for you, if you don't think that you can do it or have it, or like if you don't know who you are or whose you are, you know, the Lord's, um, and who's on your side, then you won't actually approach that door because you'll feel like you're not worthy of it or you're unqualified for it or you'll just be too scared. Um, and so when you accept who you are, who you truly are, and like walk in that authority and that identity, and for me, like I said, it's like that I'm a child of God. And so no matter where I go, God is with me and God is on my side. And if God's on my side, then... I mean, ain't no mountain, no nothing that come against me. And even if it wasn't mine, like then I have the confidence to be able to like, or the secureness or, um, or like thought to like be able to be like, it's so, it's okay because I know God has something better. Like even if I didn't get something, you know, um, but you attract so much more when you actually accept your identity and like walk in it. Um, and then you just like, you can't be shaken. I think I said that earlier, but like you can't be shaken. Like no matter what someone says about you or does or does or whatever, like it can't shake who you are. And in the past, I would let like little things that people did. Like if I um, was in a relationship with someone and like I felt like they were drifting or something like that, I'd be like, I'm like nobody or like <laughs> I would like internalize it and I'd feel like that I wasn't good enough and stuff like that. But now if that were to happen, um, I would just let it go. Like it obviously like anything like that like hurts but like it it wouldn't adjust how I see myself really is what I'm trying to say like I would still see myself as the child of God like it still has purpose that at the end of the day like God will make everything work together you know and so 
the last thing I'll say about like accepting your identity really is like allowing yourself to and maybe I touched on this kind of but to wrap it up like allowing yourself to like realize you're not perfect that's a tough one for me because I'm a perfectionist well I like to say I'm a recovering perfectionist so we're working on that but those tendencies tend to come up you know and so when I don't feel like well I know I I know better than to believe the lies of the enemy but I'm not believing but I'm still believing them and I'm not even though like God has shown me who I am now I'm starting to drift towards what the enemy is saying and being like well I'm still not enough to do this or whatever um when you accept your identity and realize you're not perfect you understand like the importance of giving yourself grace because we can fall short you know and it's not like you accept your identity and all things are like flowers and butterflies and everything like that and you never have a bad thought in your life but just giving yourself grace to have those bad thoughts and allow them but like also realizing what is true and what is false um and so when i have those thoughts now so i'm not going to lie sometimes they get the best of me and then sometimes i'm able to check them right away but even when they get the best of me like i just the visual i have in my head is like i just try to climb out the hole and keep like climbing until i get out of like the little spiral that i got myself into um because you know that there's light you know like you know that it's like a lighter on that side and so giving yourself grace to fall back into like old habits or old thought processes but not allowing yourself to stay there really like still making the effort to climb back out even if you fall seven times get up another time like still getting back up and not staying down there because it's life you know what i mean it's just how we do it it's just life so yeah and that's a wrap on season two episode uno i'm so excited okay so thank you so much for listening to this episode i hope that it helped you in any way um just see yourself right but also like make the effort to find out who you truly are um in accepting that um because you just walk differently when you do you just walk differently life your perspective on life is different and all those things and so i hope they helped you thank you so much for listening as i said um and yeah we are coming back with bigger and greater things bye oh no actually i want to end this how i would always end my other episodes which is one give yourself grace two there is so much more to who you are than you think. And three, stay prayed up. Bye.